Welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna Sawicki. And I'm Nate Went. We are joined here today in the studio with two of our awesome holiday homecoming volunteers and coordinators, Craig Larson and Steve Martin. Thank you guys for coming in today. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in. We're really excited to have you. Yeah. So uh, for our studio audience out there that doesn't know as much about you guys, tell us a little our bit studio about studio audience? Are there people studio. in the studio? Please come down. You're being too loud. But yeah, tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, uh, your family, hobbies, weird, interesting facts or stories, you know, whatever comes to mind. So uh, let's see. So this is Craig. I'll start. Um, family. Let's see. The exciting family thing for me is for this holiday homecoming, my granddaughter, who's a year and a half old, is going to be in for the first time. Is she going to be one of our Iowa. judges? <laughs> yes. Give her a, a, like a big fat crayon. And yes. Yeah, she'll mark the X's for the floats. Terrific. But Perfect. She's too young to be a marshal. Yeah, I don't know. How low are you going in age? to 13. Fill the, okay, there you go. <laughs> so uh, she'll be in, and they'll be here for lighting of the lights on that Friday night. So I'm excited about that. So that's... Um, so that's the family thing I'm excited about. What what rest would you like to know about? Hobbies. 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 Let's see. This year I took up uh, cycling, um, road cycling, which was okay. uh, something I enjoyed doing. Can you tell and us something really cool you did recently cycling? S- uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Interesting factoid about me is that I uh, rode up uh, Mount Ventoux on my motorcycle, which is 15 miles of nothing but up. Oh, nice. So there's a little uh, sweat tears and maybe a little bit of blood yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that was that was great that was great fun you're so, also an awesome. avid traveler uh, do you have a favorite place that you've uh, traveled to uh let's see uh i learned to scuba in belize last march that was a lot of fun Ooh. that's amazing and belize is a fun place to go to i've never scuba before so i didn't either <laughs> i've never never been out of the that country sounds, sounds, me neither sounds, so <laughs> sounds a little like i feel like i'd be intimidated by scuba, scuba. So uh, the one thing you have to learn is that when you scuba underwater, you have to constantly breathe. Could you scuba above water? You could, (laughs) but when you're underwater, and this is why it's important, the deeper you go, if you don't keep breathing, you could hold air in your lungs, and if you keep going down, your lungs could blow up like a balloon. Okay, so things not to do. This is a bad thing. So yeah. what's that? That's a bad thing, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a bad thing. In that's case anyone thing. wants to go uh, scuba diving in the Fox River, keep, yeah, keep, knowledge for now. Keep breathing. Keep yes. breathing. So. <laughs> that's good uh, even if you're not scuba diving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what else? Uh, so I have a local wealth management uh, company, AHC Advisors, in downtown St. Charles. And um, I think that's, that's, that's what you need to know about me. <laughs> good. All right. Steve, Great. how about you? Well, you know, I'm a lifelong St. Charles resident. I'm married and have four kids and three grandkids, and it awesome. consumes a fair amount of my time. I've uh, uh, One interesting thing is uh, St. Charles JCs, and I go way back, and I work 3,600 houses in the St. Charles JCs, which, of course, brings me to another thing I'm famous for. It's all about the nine. 36, three plus six equals nine. That's true. Ooh. You are very... The nine always comes up in every meeting we have it, with you. It absolutely does. <laughs> and uh, very active in the community, do all kinds of things, serve on a lot of boards and committees and so on. And uh, I also enjoy going to concerts. In fact, I'm going to one at the Arcata tonight. Oh, really? Uh, Kenny very Wayne nice. Shepherd, yeah. That's awesome. And I collect St. Charles memorabilia. Okay, so what sort of memorabilia? St. Charles. <laughs> well, like, 
<laughs> trophies or like... no, not trophies. I don't know. <laughs> you know pens, papers, oh, okay, uh, okay. ashtrays, matchbooks, <laughs> anything that have St. Charles on it. Got uh, it. Older the better. Steve, who's your who's been your favorite for um, concert you've been to uh, this past year? Within the last, that'd year. be Paul McCartney, I think. Wow, that's yeah. probably yeah. tough to beat. It is tough to beat. Although Elton John was very good as well. That's okay. awesome. Awesome. So what would you, this is a question for both of you guys, is your favorite thing about downtown St. Charles? Ooh. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> All right, Steve, you're up. Right, you're already Steve, you're yes, ready. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I, I like live music. I like comedy. The Arcata Theater, my favorite thing downtown St. Okay. Charles. Yeah, Arcata Theater. Ron Onesti's done a great job. Yes, he has. Uh, like I said, I'll be there tonight. Woo! So along those same lines, uh, I love downtown St. Charles because everything you could want to do, you could do here. There's entertainment like the Arcata. There are great restaurants. There are great places to um, great places to shop downtown, and um, and just in general, it's it's a very very good uh, environment. And I know the downtown St. Charles partnership. You guys have worked hard to help facilitate that. So thank you very much. Thank of course. You. Yeah. Thank you. And this brings us to our, our next question. This so, is a very important question, so yes. please listen up. So if you wait, were... Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> listen hard. We're supposed to be listening, right? Yeah, you okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. both Sorry. your ears. If you guys were the king of St. Charles... The world would be at a better place. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your first proclamation and why? Wow. Um, first proclamation like what i'd like to change or what i like about whatever it, like recognizing or if you were the king and you wanted something done in st charles well can i can i do a pro- proclamation a different way sure you do you i yeah. i actually i can do me pretty well <laughs> usually <laughs> Every day. Uh, I, I would have the i would proclaim st charles the the city of volunteers that okay. would be my proclamation because we have so many awesome Volunteers, not only here with the parade committee and the partnership, but just all across town, uh, the volunteer spirit is um, absolutely amazing. So that's that would be my proclamation. Here, here. Okay, Steve, how about you? Here, ye. <laughs> well, my first proclamation as King of St. Charles would be to proclaim the number nine as the number of St. Charles. So <laughs> it's all about the nine. Official number of St. Charles. St. Charles it. does not have an official number as of right now. Yeah. So I, would we have to start like putting up posters and stuff for that? or it, it, It's naturally occurring. Yeah. <laughs> nine t-shirts. It would be very cheap, too. You wouldn't have to spend any money. So I'm always watching for the taxpayers. Yeah. Always yeah. watching for always the taxpayers. <laughs> All right, so uh, the real reason we brought you guys in here was to talk about the uh, Holiday Homecoming Electric Christmas Parade. Um, so I, I want you guys to both kind of give us um, what your experience has been, how long you guys have been helping with the parade. We are so lucky to have both of you. You guys are two of our key members of the of the parade committee, and uh, so thank you for that. And, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your experience. So I'll start. So I think this is Craig's start. Yes, this is Craig. <laughs> thank you, thank Craig. You. Um, this is not a, they can't see you. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah, audio. So um, let's see. I think I started volunteering for the committee, I think, eight years ago. Seems so much longer. Yeah. Seems like, like nine? Yeah. yeah nine. Almost nine. Perfect. Almost nine. <laughs> Perfect. And then I think it was about seven years ago, I got a call to ask if I could cho- chair the committee um, as we were f- kind of reforming it back then. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been the chair of the committee since then. And the beauty of being the chair is literally, and you guys are going to attest to this, the only thing I do 
is um, if you could silence your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't silence my phone before we started. You'll uh, disrupt the, the studio audience. The only yeah, thing the I do <laughs> uh, is uh, run the meetings, and then show up and try not to get in the way on parade day. That's, that's not true. That's, pretty that's much. not entirely. That true. is not pretty true. much all I do. That's not true. We're not so sure about you running the meetings and getting out of our way, but we do know you're in charge of that's the weather. Right. So the if weather. the weather's bad, it is all on you. Yeah. <laughs> somehow along the way, the weather became my thing. That's, yes. That's the really weather, your you're primary responsibility. Of. And I don't know how it happened, but several years ago, I actually started to think, at least subconsciously, I could control it. So Keep that I would start to wake up at two in the morning before parade day, actually with this thinking like, oh my gosh, I, there's something I need to do. <laughs> it's so Something weather. I need to check on. And then I'd realize that subconsciously, my brain is thinking, okay, get that weather shaped up so we can have 25,000 people downtown. I, <laughs> so. did, I did get an email the other day from the mayor about the lineup. And he said, I hope the weather is great for this event. And I said... It's all in Craig Larson's hands. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so running the meeting, weather, and then staying out of the way on parade day. Um, but that's uh, so. What we did when um, starting seven years ago is we actually kind of went and took all of these different things that were happening, which is a lot of things that go into making the the parade a uh, success, um, and actually document them and put them into a timeline. So we could just make sure that every year we did what we needed to do when we needed to do it. Mm -hmm. And that helps our partners out. You know, we partner a lot with the city and there are a lot of timeline things that you guys at staff yeah. uh, do with them. And right. I mean, we start booking. I mean, just just for the audience to understand the I mean, we start rebooking our different elements like right after the parade is over. So it's a year. It's a year round activity. Ab absolutely. Because if you don't book them. They could go to some other parade. We've learned that the that isn't mm -hmm. yeah isn't nearly as nice as our parade. Yeah, why, why they would do that I don't know. Uh, yeah, and so that's that's my involvement. Um, do you have a, a funny story that sticks out to you? Let's see. Uh, well, I have to say, every single one of our committee meetings, and I have to give a shout out to everybody on the committee. Yeah, we have a fantastic committee. So we've got our volunteers. We have our representatives from the city. Uh, there's a very very good strong working relationship with all the parts of the city that they're involved with the uh, with the parade. Um, so all of our committee meetings are fun. We usually have a big chunk of time where we're laughing at something. Yeah. It's usually not at Steve. Yeah. Um, but I like wow. to think it's with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and they're, you, they're pretty early in the morning, so usually it's like pre-coffee. Pre-coffee? Yeah. And one thing we do is... I never drink coffee, by the way. To um, random little-known fact about Steve that we now know. Don't drink coffee. Yeah, that's a fun fact of the day. I didn't know that. Now it's know. really not very fun. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so we try to make sure that we are in and out in under an hour, uh, just to respect everybody's time. And so we stay pretty focused on the agenda. We get in, we get out, we get everything we need to get done. Mm -hmm. uh, and then let's see, funny story about parade. Let's see, there's so many. A lot. Of, so the parade is kind of like a wedding in that. Things go wrong, but the audience never really knows. Right. Right. But there are things that go wrong on parade day, and, and I think oftentimes they happen in the lineup area where, where Steve is in charge of. But things go wrong, and nobody really notices. So one year, we have Santa who is in a, a, a little sleigh that we pull people around downtown. And then after that, Santa would, um, or no, not Santa in the sleigh. There's a horse-drawn sleigh. There's a horse-drawn sleigh. We which can edit is, that out, right? Which is, yep, yep. Which is <laughs> oh, don't take that out. Uh, there's a horse-drawn sleigh, uh, which uh, takes people on a ride. And then that sleigh at some point has to get up the hill towards the staging area to be there for uh, the parade. 
And what would happen is we would run out of time, and it's logistically very difficult to have the sleigh give people rides and then stop and then get up to the top of the hill before it's all crowded and they can't get in because there's so many entries. So one year we ran out of time, and so the sleigh had to get up the hill. And the guy who was driving the sleigh said, my horse's bucket um, is here, and I have to get it up the hill. Or no, it was back at the, I think, where the horses were dropped off across town. So a volunteer had to go pick it up. So you, I, and we, Can you describe said bucket or what's in the bucket? Well, there's a bucket and a big shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and, the bucket, and the bucket is full of shovel. And, <laughs> Use your uh, imagination. And so anyway, this volunteer said, okay, I'll go over and put it in the back of my uh, car and oh, cart, no. cart up the hill. So we no. went over to where the horse's uh, delivery truck was, and we pick up this big, actually it's a garbage can with a shovel in it, and we put it in the back of the volunteer's car. We bring it up the hill, we take it back out, and we give it to the guy with the horses so that he could clean up after the horses. And then we look and we realize that there was a hole in the bottom of the bucket, oh, and there's water in the bottom of the bucket. No. So the back of the volunteer's SUV is, was full of brown water, should we say? <sighs> so oh, no. that was, uh, and I, I oh, tried no. not to laugh then. I laughed a little bit. I laughed yeah. a lot once um, the poor volunteer had to uh, go. And by the way, the volunteer is a very good friend of mine. So. Yeah. so this is kind of funny to you, but maybe not to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know what's funny is that my some of my most uh, memorable um, memories of the parade also have to do with um, horse and shoveling um, as well. <laughs> You mean during the parade? Yeah. So like when the horses do what horses do when they're walking and then there's a band following them? Yeah. That's always terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Laura and I talked about, I think on the first episode of this podcast, we talked. I talked about how I knew that Laura was kind of um, ride or die, as you would say. Um, she and I, uh, the parade was about to kick off and the uh, trolley, uh, the horse had just gone to the bathroom and the, the, the guy the, in charge of the trolley just kind of looked at us and shrugged his shoulders. And so Laura and I, like, ran to McDowell, got a broom, and sh- Laura was at the receiving end, <laughs> and I shoveled it in, and we moved it with, like, five minutes to spare. So, so, so all these things that happen behind the scenes that know. the twenty to 25,000 people who show up don't even know. No, yeah. Like, otherwise, everyone, all 60 entries would have had to walk, walk through, through it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steve, you're up. Well, you know, I started the very first parade in the Christmas uh, tradition. They had Christmas parades many, many years ago, but they discontinued them for quite a long period of time, and we resurrected it back in uh, December of 1980. And that first one in this now almost 39 parades was actually on the Saturday morning of the week after Thanksgiving. And the current parade, of course, is the Saturday immediately following Thanksgiving. But anyway, that's how far back I go, 39 years on the Christmas parade. Wow. Now, is wow. that correct that you've only missed one, and it was for I, someone very important I missed reason. one, and that was the 1984 parade, and the reason I missed that was uh, by that time we had moved the parades to Sunday, and that was the, the day that my first daughter was baptized. Okay. And, and it was really tough missing the parade, but on the other hand, and, it was my, my And daughter. that was your excuse? That was really? <laughs> yes, and I, I even considered leaving to go to the parade, and fortunately, uh, cooler heads prevailed. There was, a, there was a death glare that went your way, yeah, right? Pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were at my aunt's house following the um, baptism, and, or, and uh, 
Um, she has a porch on South 4th Street overlooking 4th Street, and we're only two blocks south of Maine, and I could hear the bands, and I could lean over the railing and see the entries, and I thought, two blocks, I could get there in no time and <laughs> be back before anybody misses me, but somebody mentioned, well, you are the father, so... So I did miss one parade, but uh, I've done all the others. That's awesome. Something interesting, too, and, and it's funny that Craig and I both have memories or funny memories that really aren't very funny. <laughs> but the one that comes to mind for me first is uh, a number of years ago, uh, we're about an, maybe an hour until parade time, and we've got the staging area pretty well full up. Uh, we haven't shut down Main Street yet, and uh, a car was westbound coming up the hill, and uh, unfortunately, the woman that was driving passed out, had a seizure perhaps oh, or man. something, passed out, and her car went across the two uh, eastbound lanes. She's heading west, and uh, so along about uh, 5th Street to 6th Street, she kind of goes across the uh, uh, oncoming traffic, up on the sidewalk, hits a light post, lays that down on the sidewalk as the people are arriving to, to uh, get into the uh, area to view the parade. Fortunately, nobody got injured in all that. Right. And uh, unfortunately, that attracted 13 emergency vehicles. I counted them. 13 of them showed oh up gosh. in the area between 6th and 7th Street, which is our staging area for the entries that are in a remote parking lot. And of course, I'm concerned because I've got a lot of entries that need to move into that position to go on, uh, on the parade route. And uh, fortunately, though, all 13 vehicles cleared the area uh, less than 15 minutes before it was time to to start the parade, and we, we got the parade off. Nobody on the main street watching the parade was any the wiser. Everything worked mm-hmm. out just fine. As Craig said, they don't understand what goes on kind of behind the scenes. All the logistics. But, right, but that one sticks in my mind as one that ca- caused the blood pressure to rise just a little bit. That's very scary, too. And the woman was okay, so they're that's good. good ending to that's the great. story. Now, um, Steve, you have a kind of a catchphrase um, that – you always use when you're working with all the marshals. Um, can you let the audience know what that is? Well, what the marshals do, in my opinion, what the parade marshals are, are, are doing is we create order out of chaos in the staging area. So we create order out of chaos. We've been doing it for 39 years, and hopefully we'll keep doing it for a very long time. So we have a, a slew of volunteers. I try to target for the Christmas parade 27 volunteers ahead of time so that by parade day I probably have about 24 and we stage on the south side of Main Street between uh, Maine and Illinois and from 7th Street down to 3rd Street. And we also have uh, at least one, maybe two remote parking lots. And we also stage on the north side of Main Street between uh, Maine and, and uh, State and between uh, roughly between 5th and 7th Street. So we've got quite a large staging area. But uh, we create order out of chaos, and everybody has a good time. we got to make sure all the entries are facing the right way and that when we step the parade off at 530, everybody's ready to go and and again, the, the 20, 25,000 people downtown uh, see a nice orderly parade. Boom. I think there'll be, um, when this c- comes out, I think there'll still be time to sign up to volunteer or be a parade marshal. So Correct. any listeners out there who are pump, are pumped up by this speech <laughs> and want to be a part of it, we will happily you. Take can you can do it. <laughs> the parade marshals, that's kind of one of the coolest things that you can do in St. Charles. And the, and the deal is it only takes you three hours. And no experience is needed. We'll train. We'll teach everything you need to know, give you all the materials you need. So show up that day and There's uh, power in a yellow fun. vest as well. That's Absolutely. what I always say. Yeah. We get to wear yellow vests. We do wear yellow vests. Right. And when you wear a yellow vest, you can tell anyone to do anything. And it listen. is amazing. And you can stop I will traffic. wear it out afterwards. That or bring it home and use it with kids. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You should not be abusing the power of the vest. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I look at it the other way. If it works, I'm going to use it in every part of my life. Yeah, yes. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, everyone, and happy holidays from our little staff family here at the DSEP to yours. This is Nate Wendt bringing you the Break Between the Podcast. Now, the reason we are saying happy holidays is because we have a giant event coming up near the end of November, which is Holiday Homecoming. Before we talk about some of the things going on that weekend, I wanted to take this time to make a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Fox Valley Auto Group, as well as all of our wonderful sponsors. Without their support, this parade would not have been possible. Also, this break between the podcasts is brought to you by all the free parking in downtown St. Charles. That's right, there is more than 1,000 spots available for parking in downtown St. Charles for all residents and visitors of St. Charles to park their cars. So be sure to enjoy that free parking. Now, back to Holiday Homecoming. It's coming up, so be sure to mark your calendars and be a part of this awesome two-day event. The weekend kicks off on Friday, November 23rd, with an electric start thanks to the Lighting of the Lights ceremony at 5 p.m. in First Street Plaza. Santa's House will also open on the 23rd and be open until December 23rd, so be sure to stop by and tell Santa why you've been good all year long. Then on Saturday, there will be a free showing of Home Alone and Christmas Carols at the Arcata Theater. Doors will open at 9 a.m. and the movie begins at 10. There will also be horse-drawn trolley rides going around town from 1 to 4.30 p.m. These will be on 1st Street, so be sure to stop by. The live window displays will be going at the same time and will be hosted by various downtown businesses from 1 to 5 p.m. that day. The day wraps up with the electric Christmas parade starting at 5.30 p.m. Come watch the parade as they travel down Main Street. It's a truly spectacular event and something you definitely will not want to miss. If you're looking for some extra fun after the parade, come over to Lux Dance Studio as they're hosting an after-parade party. Come by at 6.30 p.m. and shake your groove thing. If you want more information about their event, check out their Facebook page. That's all we have for the break, so let's get right back into the podcast. So, so you know, you guys talked about how long you've been with the parade. So what, it, what is it that makes you and made you want to be part of the parades? Like, you know, especially for Craig for about nine years and Steve for about 30 years. Nine is a good number, by the way. Nine years, yeah. yeah. Yes. About nine years. I know how it was eight, but it was rounded up to yeah, nine. Yeah, it was rounded up. <laughs> Nine's a good number. Like Almost. It. It's all about the nine. So what, uh, so I love the city, mm-hmm. and um, I enjoy volunteering, and then um, – the opportunity to, to do the parade came up and it's for me it's a perfect thing uh, for me to do outside of work where I still kind of use some of my work stuff like organization mm-hmm. and process is, yeah. is, is really important and it gets us to a point where we meet now and our meetings go so quick because we've refined our process every year and part of the time we spend in our meetings is just fixing the process and updating things so next year it runs even smoother. Or laughing at each other. Or laughing at each other, yeah. That, <laughs> or that with each other too. sometimes. Yeah, with, with each other. Sorry, yeah. Steve. I got started back in 19... 19- Are you done or...? <laughs> I am done. Sounds like he's done. I am I, done. I thought maybe you were done. Yeah, back in 1980, <laughs> I, I had been a member of the St. Charles JC since 1975, and I think the St. Charles Chamber of Commerce started the Christmas parade in 1980. And uh, they came to one of the my fellow JC members, Steve Vidmar, 
And he is, and his mother had a uh, farm to the east of St. Charles, which is now developed, but they also had a number of horses, and they were invited to bring the horses in to the parade to add something to it. It was a small parade uh, staged between Maine and, and uh, State on the north side and between 4th and 7th Street, so it was about a quarter of the staging area we use now. So not a very large parade, but, but uh, Steve Bidmar uh, came to the JCs and asked for volunteers. So I right away raised my hand. I said, I'll be there. So on the very first parade, I was there, and we helped organize the entries, and I've been doing it ever since. Okay. Cool. Awesome. It's really cool to be in the staging area before the parade. So, you know, if, if you've never done that, you need to be a volunteer and come out as a parade marshal. Yeah, also, it's very, if, you wanna cool. see, if you want to see, like, Something that I think is the coolest is actually, so once we get in all of the parade entries, right, so we get about 60 for the Christmas parade, and, you know, we take them in, we organize them, um, but then watching you and Darlene, who's another one of our amazing volunteers, sit down and literally orchestrate where every uh, where the lineup would be, because they have to take into consideration every little detail of, you know, a band can't buy, be, a, be by a horse, you know, horses need flat, they can't be on a hill, um, you know, this, you know, these people don't like these, no, no, that's not a thing, but like, you know, it, there's so much to think about and orchestrate and like the, like the high school band was, you know, from East was in front last year. So this year it needs to be in front, like the other, you know, North needs to be in front. It's just amazing to watch the two of you guys. It's literally watching a, like, you know, somebody compose an orchestra. It's like, it's just really cool to watch. Yeah. That's something I've never heard it compared to, but I like that. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are other things, too. Like, how big are the entries? Oh Sometimes we don't know. Is it is it a small car or is it a big truck? Yeah, it makes a big difference. We also have issues with height, and we had that experience a few years back where uh, an entry was so <laughs> tall that it literally caught the phone line <laughs> oh across God. the, the I was road. There for that. Yeah, that was funny because... Uh, the police officers and some of the other people there thought it was an elect or yeah an electrical line that it caught, not a phone line, and they thought that they were going to get electrocuted because some of the guys climbed up the mast of, of the uh, Knights of Columbus boat. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, uh, I remember ship, that. And, and grabbing uh, the wire grabbed the, the wires. Oh my gosh! And, but they knew they had an electrician in the group. And they knew what it was, and so they had to lift the wire up to get the entry underneath it. So right. We also had uh, an inflated snowman years and years ago. And, of course, the snowman has to be deflated to go underneath the wires and then reinflated on the other side. So all these little things you learn about. So. Or frosty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously we talked about, like, how awesome our committee is. But in, um, in both of your opinions, um, what is the best thing about the parades? And we'll start with you, Craig. Uh, okay. Well, I'll just say it again. It's working for most of the months of the year. Yeah. On either the Christmas parade or we also do the St. Patrick's Day yeah. parade with this great committee. That's a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the same processes, uh, but yeah. Um, a little bit more rowdy on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that. At yeah, that's that's we... our different next next podcast. So uh, working with the, the, the um, committee is just fantastic. And again, working with the city, um, everybody just, it, it's a very positive thing that we do. Uh, but in terms of the parade, for me, it's just it's a rewarding thing to get people in downtown St. Charles uh, and give our residents and people from the whole area a cool thing to do, but also bring them down for our businesses that are in downtown and and get, you know, people may be new to the city or, or haven't come down here often and they'll see all these different cool shops and restaurants that we have. And so I think that just kind of bringing a whole bunch of people together in a really positive um, yeah. 
event is is fantastic. That's so. awesome. I mean, that's why we exist. Is to, absolutely to yep. to highlight our businesses and to, so thank you. That's awesome. Steve, how about you? Well, I, I've always liked, uh, again, uh, you know, I've done it 39 years, but I've never actually watched the parade. <laughs> really? So all, I've, I've never watched it in all these years. I've not watched any parade in St. Charles since probably the 60s or 70s, but um, because I do the other marshals or marshalling for the other parades as well. But, but going all the way back, um, even up in the staging area, when you first bring the entries out onto Main Street at the corner of 6th and, and West Main, uh, there's a lot of kids there, and to me, it's the the reaction on the kids' faces, and and not just the kids, but the young at heart in, in general, just to watch them and the excitement that they feel when they see the entries hit Main Street and go yeah. down the hill. See them literally light up. Oh yeah, <laughs> the entries are lit up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we create memories. I mean, yes, so Ab- yeah, absolutely. So that makes it absolutely. all worthwhile. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. If there's one float or one thing that you could put in the parade, what would it be and why? It could be anything. So you could go way crazy or you could go, you know. Okay. Or you could think We local. don't do that, do yeah. we? I don't, well. So, it, I mean, so it could be, you could say, like, I want a mermaid swimming down the street. I mean, it's not possible. <laughs> Did I steal your idea? Sorry. <laughs> he was I Steve, Steve, go to idea number two. Yeah. Now, now that one's mermaid gone. has been taken. So here, here <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a couple things that, that wasn't in my top five. Would be great. <laughs> would be great to see. I don't think we're going to see him. First of all, I'm going to go on record as saying I wish we could throw candy. Now, having ha- having said that, I fully understand why we can't because so, for the listeners, somebody there's rules that we have that have been implemented upon us by higher powers that say no candy because it's dangerous from from the floats. So, and and the reason it makes a lot of sense. Somebody could get hit in the eye and, yeah. you know, we just especially at Christmas, which by the way, for those who haven't seen it, the parade is at night. Yes, it's electric Christmas And parade. so you you run the risk of having a piece of candy hit you in the eye and you don't even see it coming. Yeah. So, I remember that from back in the days as I when I was a kid, but I fully understand why we can't. Now, I have, have good ra- memory then. I have I have raised in the committee should we ask for forgiveness instead of permission, and I'm totally outvoted, and so we don't do it, which is you're a troublemaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other thing, but you're in charge of the weather. The, yeah. So we keep you around. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't bring that weather every time. So uh, so by the way, I say that half in jest. I do miss that as as a uh, remember I that know, as a kid. I know. So the other thing I would love to see, and I don't think we could ever see this, I went to a parade in a small town in Iowa several years ago. It was a 4th of July parade. And there were two floats. And each float had a catapult on it. And they were stationed uh, with about two or three floats between them. And the catapults faced towards each other. And they had water balloons. And they would just hurl water balloons over the floats in the middle and try to hit the, the other Oh, my float. goodness. That's cool. It was so much fun. And occasionally, uh, a water balloon would become an errant water balloon and hit somebody in, in the crowd, <laughs> which, oh, no. which was fun. Everyone yeah. laughed about it. And so it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Probably better at the 4th of July in the middle of summer. Than yeah, than in the winter. Well, I'm rough. thinking. What could you fill the balloons with? Hot chocolate. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, or then you, you, you get a, a cold day uh, after Thanksgiving, and then the water balloons become water uh, or ice balls, which yeah. would not be good. Yeah, so all of the city employees who are on our committee right now are just cringing listening yeah. to this. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, by the way, is why I'm often kept in check by, so is by our the insurance committee. agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they figured out how to do it in Iowa. 
That's, That's awesome. all I have to say. That's um, awesome. I would love. To, I've seen it one time in all my years, and in fact, you know, I work at First State Bank, and uh, I think it was six years ago. We actually had a helium balloon, and it was not a very large one. It was rectangular, and it kind of had our one of our banks. Uh, advertising uh, promotions on it but but i would love to see a helium balloon the likes of what you'd see at macy's parade uh, okay yeah. you know something like that because that really would get attention and and outside of the macy's parade i think we're probably recognized as the second best in the country and i think that might give us a chance to maybe move up see, to that the seems one. doable second best yeah excuse me i'm, I'm saying one. macy's <laughs> is recognized uh by who well they're wrong yeah yeah, well, yeah it's arbitrary probably are wrong. but <laughs> It could have to do with the TV coverage. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. You know, we are creating I think it's the, the helium balloons. Yeah. So. I want, uh, it has to be Snoopy, though. Snoopy balloons. I'm not fussy. It could be Smo- Snoopy, Garfield, it could be uh, Donald Duck, whatever. But the, just to have one, I think, would right. be cool. Okay. I think the only concern there is with the the lights and everything and the, the power, power line. Yep. Yes. Okay. You can do yes. it. Here, here, we'll find a way. We'll that's find exactly a way. right. What I would say to the committee is... Let's figure out a way to make the logistics work, and then somehow it works. Either <laughs> staff, you guys do work so hard on yeah. it, you take care of it, or Steve, you take care of it. Yes. This is the most important question. It's going to be a really challenging one, um, so be ready, guys. Are you ready for the parade? No way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, for the I don't know who who's listening when they're listening to this, but we're we're doing this on November seventh. The parade is 17 days away. Uh-huh. I'll be ready at 3 p.m. On, uh, on Saturday, November 24th. <laughs> I'll be ready at 3 p.m., guaranteed. But today, absolutely not ready. <laughs> so my take on that is I feel we are exactly where we need to be in our process. Okay. So in our meetings, as you know, we have a whole calendar that we go through starting in July or August. And then we have all these tasks, and we just, at every meeting, uh, we check in what's coming up, and then the tasks miraculously get done before the next meeting. I know most of that is uh, Jenna and your staff that uh, do such a great job. And so uh, at our last meeting, we pretty much had everything done. And then what we do is we just look at the next two weeks and what needs to be done. And then um, we also have a day of checklist that starts at uh, 9 a.m. Yeah. Or a little bit before 9 a.m. Yeah. I think, like, staff gets here on 8, and then the doors open at the Arcada at 9. For the, it's a... A free movie. free movie. free movie mm-hmm. at the Arcada. Sure. Yep. And this year, the movie is... Home Alone. Home, Home Alone. Alone. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! So, so we have this uh, timeline that we even follow uh, during the day, and so everything that happens, um, we try to do, you know, according to the timeline. Now, there are random things that happen that... You know, you don't expect that you take care of. Yeah. So I, there's so much that goes into. It. I mean, even just the list of, you know, how many flashlights we need, how many clipboards and pens, and you know, we have to prepare for every weather. So we put, you know, rain. And we've had in, pretty much every weather. And we've had every we weather. Have. Yeah. And yeah. then there's there's things. For example, we have to deliver notices to the residents in the staging area, yeah. let the, letting them know that we're going to have sixty uh, some odd floats. And that the streets are going to be hard to get through. And by the way, you know, a shout out to them. Yes. Uh, good community partners. Yes. Um, you We're know. lucky every year that, you know, everyone is, is pretty cool with us yeah. taking over their block. Absolutely. And there's a whole bunch that happens um, behind the scenes that I know is going to happen. Public Works gets the signs out to close all the streets. The police get ready and do their thing. Um, and then, um, you know, all of us have our little tasks that we do. My thing I do 
first thing in the morning on parade days, make sure the porta potties were yeah, delivered. Yeah, it's an important job. That is my job. Important. That's, so what we what have we learned? My job is not much. Just run the meetings. Porta potties. Porta potties. Control the weather. Yeah. That's that's, that's the biggest one. Tiny. Yes. Yeah. And then try to stay out of the way on parade day. Yeah. <laughs> So, so anyway, I'm confident that uh, we're right on track. And as Steve says, there's a whole bunch that needs to be done between I'd now love, and then. I love that, Steve, you were like, no way, we're not ready. Like, I was expecting you guys to be like, yeah, we're ready. Let's go do this. No, and Steve's I, like, no. Well, nope. we are ready when it matters. Nope. Yes. When, when do you guys do your lineup? We will be doing tomorrow. lineup tomorrow. Okay. So Thursday. just so everybody knows, what happens is we have a registration that takes place where people register to be in the parade mm -hmm. and we get their information so we know who the organization is. And then uh, Steve and um, Darlene Reby and then uh, Jenna, Nate, and, and staff. I think all of our staff touches it at some point, yeah. Are involved with placing all these entries where they belong in this, how many square block area is it? Like five, four? Oh, it's much more than that. Five. It's it's the area I mentioned from Seventh Street down to Third Street from Illinois or yeah Illinois right. over to Maine on the south side. Then you got remote parking lots and you've got a, on the north side you've got uh, four block areas. Where right. You, so. so it's all like everything is kind of laid into place on paper by you guys to right. do this mm -hmm. amazing job. And then they show up on that day to get everything lined up. Yeah, and order out of chaos is the perfect order, way to right. put yeah. it right. yeah. because we just it's amazing how everyone gets lined up and put in the right spot and it's just. You know, I said an orchestra earlier, and it really is, like, just amazing to see how all the parts fit into place. It, absolutely. It's the hard work of the, of the volunteers and, yes. and everything. So, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting more and more done until parade day. Yes. Three, <laughs> two, one. Thank you, Steve and Craig, for stopping in and being a part of our podcast. That's all the time we have for the show today, so we will see you next time on What's Up Downtown. <laughs>